0: Thanks for listening. We are Western Iowa's news and classic hit station, broadcasting from the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studios. You'd rather be here. We are KCIM.
1: It is 8.06, and again, we've got another special in-studio guest for you this morning. We talked with uh, State Representative Brian Best yesterday, that whole interview. Is uh, found on our website, 1380kcim.com, and on our mobile app as well. This morning, Nathan, we bring in State Senator Jason Schultz, a, a longtime representative slash senator and with all the redistricting and things like that, it's hard to keep track, isn't it, Jason? It, it, it is. Um, you go back and I'm forth. I'm going to have you pull that mic a little bit closer. A oh, little you. bit closer there. How's yeah. that? There, there you we go. go. We're going to turn it right oh, there. Okay. Perfect. Good deal. So, uh, as you get ready, this is going to be, what, your 16th or 17th session? 16th session.
0: session uh, wow. Six
1: years in the House,
0: um, and uh, then uh, this will be the 10th in the Senate. Uh, there's only a few of us uh, uh, there who have served in both chambers, and in each chamber, the minority and the majority. Mm-hmm. A lot of lessons there. Uh, uh, they've they've served me well and uh, you build a lot of relationships between uh, even between parties going between chambers and between minority and majority. You learn uh, a lot of issues that are not ideological, not really political and they're mm-hmm. just good governing. you you learn to build relationships so that things like that can happen.
1: So what have you learned over those sixteen years? I mean how how to be an effective lawmaker? Give us give us your thoughts. On that. Build
0: relationships and uh and and by that what i mean is have conversations learn learn uh, uh it, it doesn't work for everybody you know you get a lot of a uh, lot of folks personalities just don't mesh but if you can find a personality who uh, uh is is generally like minded for the betterment of of iowa um get to know them a little bit uh, ask about their family you know where do they live what was their upbringing um uh, Senator Tony Bizignano is actually kind of the number one name that I would I would drop. That's a gentleman that I can sit and and uh, have a, a conversation with. Politics doesn't even come up, and and you do that, and then when an issue, contentious or not, uh, comes up, you start from a, a position, a, a common position as opposed to an antagonistic position. It's done a lot of good, and then but then at that same time, you you're both adults representing positions, constituencies, he's a uh, South Des Moines, I'm, you know, Western Iowa, you, you have to recognize that you have to hold your position, state it
2: and, uh, and
0: accept the other person's position, even if you don't agree with it.
2: So something representative Beth said yesterday, he'll be going into his 10th session mm-hmm. uh, this year. So pretty close in terms of timelines sure. there. He said, I never thought I'd spend that long in the state house. Uh, did you kind of have that same mindset when I, you first ran? I, I was exactly there with the exact same number, um,
0: Sometimes uh, as the the system starts. So my first uh, first two years in the House, I was in the I was in a Democrat trifecta, just the opposite of where we are now. Uh, then uh, for four years in the House, it was a split legislature, uh, with the uh, the Democrats had the majority in the Senate, and uh, Mike Grunstall being the majority leader over there, uh, Craig Paulson over in the uh, the House, and then. Uh, 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 I I ran for the the Senate after a retirement of uh, a a very popular uh, Nancy Butker, the senator from Harlan. Uh, and there I was actually in the minority in the Senate for two years, learned the procedures, most importantly, learned the culture, the conversations, um, and, and it was a far, far more fitting environment for me. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an introvert by nature. Uh, 100 representatives. I do not
1: buy that for a second. <laughs> no,
0: I'm sorry, but it's true. It's true. Um, 100 personalities was too much for me to handle. Uh, so I, I fell into uh, just working with a certain number and it was... Always the you know mm-hmm. it just wasn't the factions who were dealing with the issues I need to uh, deal with uh, in the house. It's a little or in the Senate you have half that number of personalities. It worked better, and in the election of uh, sixteen, uh, we we gained the Republican trifecta. Seventeen until yeah. now, so so the last. The, the last uh, eight years have been what really have uh, uh, made the career uh, all worth it, paid the price with all the different lessons, the mistakes I made, mostly in the House. Uh, it's, just, it's
1: not always been easy, though, having that traffic. You don't always agree the House and the Senate. We talked about that with Brian yesterday, saying, you know, certain bills would pass in the Senate, but they wouldn't pass in the House. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's all just, oh, here's what we're doing, and everybody just shows up and votes.
0: Uh, agreed. I'll drop another name that I hope a lot of listeners remember, a, a very honorable man, Senator Steve Kettering of, of Lakeview taught me that uh, when I was very first in the, uh, the Senate in the minorities, like, now be careful what you wish for. He mm-hmm. said the arguments can be a little more difficult yet when you're when you're dealing with friends and differences. So
2: so starting to jump into some issues, one that stands out, I think, as will likely be one of the key issues been talked about uh, is is state income tax. So a couple yes. years back. Uh, the the bill got signed to basically cut the income tax progressively to 3.9 percent starting in 2026. But mm-hmm. now the goalposts have moved a little bit, at least from from the governor's perspective, and I believe from the Senate's perspective as well as elimination of the state income tax. Uh, how do you see that? that legislation, potentially finding a solution? Because I don't believe the House is quite as on board as the Senate might be.
0: We are, uh, we're going to have a very detailed math discussion. So we're, we're looking at, at some different goals. Uh, the uh, The major tax bills were 2018, 2022. There were a couple, uh, there was an instance of accelerating the graduated income tax cuts, uh, And and that happened, and and that happened because just exactly as I expected to happen in eighteen, when we actually did this, when you cut revenues, you or when you cut taxes, you actually increase revenues because the money you leave in the economy spurs economic growth. Uh, You get more activity, you get more revenue. Well, our point was to leave more money in people's pockets. It was not to stack cash at the state level. So we didn't. So so we accelerated the tax cuts to make sure that that uh, that money would stay in people's pockets. Uh, it happened again. Revenue kept coming up, uh, but we we are reaching a point where there's a, a sense that we went into this with a plan, and there are. Uh, I, I want to be very careful about this. There are no warning bells and there's no alarms going off. It's just the opposite. What we're seeing is uh, the the icing is off the cake, and now we're getting down to the actual. Uh, let's let's take a look. If we if we're going to get down to the long long term goal of zero. Uh, percent income tax, which I'm a full fan of. Uh, time value of money means that the the quicker you accelerate those cuts up front, the longer that goal takes to to uh, arrive. So the, the the concerns that I've heard about not being able to meet our our obligations, not being able to take care of it, they they've been they've been proven that that didn't happen. But what we are what we are seeing in our very long range is that uh, uh, six eight years out. The uh, uh, just as tax cuts are going to do, we are, uh, we're, we're thinning that margin. So we're, we're going to have a math discussion on how fast do we want to uh, accelerate uh, tax cuts, which are, are always a good thing for the economy, uh, versus reaching that final goal of zero. Uh, if we act too fast up front, uh, we, may, we may push that, that end goal out to the point where where it may not be achieved. Uh,
1: what, so, what about states like Kansas? They tried this too, right? And didn't it fail miserably there?
0: Yes, it did. So we did almost the opposite of what they did. We controlled spending before we cut taxes. And that was a, what, and they didn't control spending ever. So they also ran into a, a, a a bottoming of the oil markets. They are actually a somewhat of a. a they have some oil income. Uh, there were a couple things that all happened at the same time, and they didn't control spending. We actually are spending 88% in, in the last budget, 88% of our ongoing revenue. Um, we we are in the driver's seat uh, there. Uh, so so Kansas was the example that we used to show us how not to do it. We didn't copy them whatsoever. And, and actually, we're, we're starting to get people. Uh, I've, I've heard uh, references. The governor's office, and I think even our staff member, has actually uh, received calls from other states saying, hey, what was, the, what was the magic? Why is it working in Iowa? Well, it comes down to uh, five, six, seven-year projections. Uh, our revenue estimating conference does a, a three-year projection. We doubled that. We use a, a conservative uh, revenue growth, and then we so uh, the average rev, uh, the average uh, growth is four percent, just going back historically. We use a three and a half percent growth model. Uh, everything we do uh, leaves a margin and it's working.
2: So on another tax issue, this one looking at property tax, this was action taken last session uh, to try and limit budget growth for cities and counties. And there's been a lot of pushback uh at least uh, even frustration i think would be a fair term from from city councilors and and supervisors saying like hey you're you're hamstringing us when we're doing what you want which is growing in terms of their tax base uh, is there any consideration at, at the State House to potentially look at changing how that process works at all uh,
0: no uh, there will be a correction bill I understand you know once the system goes into place you find a couple places that you need to tweak but but no going backwards we we won't and and you use the key word it's a uh, it's a reduction in growth uh, there are no cuts um, and uh, a lot of times we think that uh, some of the people who are upset with us uh, don't understand the bill. I'm not completely satisfied with, with the efforts of their state association to, uh, to to educate them, to let them know how this is going to work. Uh, what we generally did was uh, we collapsed several categories of separate levies into one so it's easier for the taxpayer to see you know what where their money's going and, and if there's an increase or not. Uh, but we also left if, and then we put a cap on growth on, on like general fund but then we turned around and uh, some of those that, that I'm hearing complaints about, like pension or health insurance premiums, those are still uncapped. Uh, so, so. Uh a lot of what a lot of what we're hearing indicates that we didn't do a very good job of getting the details out to them and their association didn't uh, didn't get details out. Uh, there's also provisions for for I think five years where they could actually move money legally uh, and, and it was prohibited before because we had silos but they can move money here or there if they need some to adjust while they while they uh, aggro- adjust to the, the the new formula but uh, we the, the runs we did don't show anywhere near the uh, damage that we're hearing. from, from individual uh, supervisors or city.
2: Council members, And we've got a lot of things to get to, so we're going to go pr- quite, sure. try to go quick through these topics. One, uh, that we're, uh, according to Representative Best yesterday, a bit of a holding pattern when it comes to pipelines, just because the, I- the Iowa Utilities Board is waiting on other states to kind of make a ruling. Yeah. Uh, and used basically saying it's a moot point, because if it doesn't go through South Dakota, it's irrelevant what Iowa does, because the project's not going to happen. But that one, uh, in Carroll County, uh, we've talked uh, off air, saying, like, it hasn't been an issue in Carroll County, but you go down to Harlan for your legislative forums there, and it's the only issue that people care about. About. yes uh, so do you think there will be actual action even if something in one of those other states doesn't happen I, I, I legislatively no
0: I'm not expecting any I've, I've been involved in a bill two different sessions to try to do something um, I uh, I, I should say in full transparency, my father's century farm is actually on that list. He's not going to sign an easement. He's, if this doesn't go well, uh, one of my closest constituents is, is, going to, uh, is going to be very mad, and I don't blame him. Um, so, so this is a personal issue for me, too. There is no reason that uh, eminent domain should be used for a commercial. Uh, a commercial project that part drives me up the wall but um i've i've been i was commerce chair and brought and tried to bring a bill out of committee the next year i was actually on the subcommittee and we tried to get it out of subcommittee and we couldn't get it done uh the the senate side has been 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 working on it and we keep running into uh there's just not quite enough support for for multiple reasons uh but uh I do I do wish the IUB would just say, No, this is this is not a legitimate use of eminent domain.
1: Yeah, for a commercial business to come in and try and use that. Uh, let's talk about the, the savings accounts for, for private schools and sure. things like that. Are, are you happy with the way that's going right now and the way it's going to progress? And what do you say to the public schools? Um, uh,
0: yes, um, I am happy. The, the rollout uh, done by the executive branch, the governor's team did a wonderful job setting up a vendor and doing the, the rollout itself. Uh, that would have made it much harder for, uh, for just for the program to be successful. But so we got through that hurdle. The uh, demand is larger than we expected. Um, I mean that that's uh, pretty well known. Uh, I'm I'm happy with it. I I think it's going well. So in uh, uh, to the to the public schools. Uh, d- Certainly, I'm uh, first of all out here in western Iowa. We have much less, mm-hmm. uh, much less opportunity for for choices. Carroll being the obvious outlier in that, we have Kemper and we have uh, Carroll Public. Uh, the bill gives uh, Carroll Public about a million additional property tax dollars uh, because we're because the, the whole thing was about consistency. That if the state is going to uh, take on the the uh, uh, responsibility of funding and education. We're going to include all children and not those who choose out of the, the public. But the flip side of that is uh, if, if that child is going to be in the school district, even if they go to a, a parochial or a private, they count for public, uh, for pr- property tax uh, purposes. For Carroll Public, that ends up being about a million dollars. Uh, new, new money uh, each year. So uh, I, I think it treated everybody pretty fair. Now it is not fun for somebody who has no competition to suddenly face competition. So I fully expected uh, the, the pushback. Um, I'm hoping that it leads legislatively to something I had been trying to do long before ESA's ever happened, uh, which is to remove state mandates to the extent that we can to make it less expensive to educate a child and to give them more time in educational uh, programming as opposed to paperwork, reports, and, uh, and just mandated extra stuff.
2: Yeah, can you be more specific what you mean by state mandates, like... Some, some examples of what you're referring to re- there. Reporting.
0: Mm-hmm. Re- re- just uh, paperwork that you have to turn into the State Department of Education. Um, just constant numbers, bean counting, number crunching, um, additional... I'd, I'm even interested in the in-service portion. I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's... Uh, it should be up to the school. I'm uh, certainly not against it, but uh, it should be up to the school and it shouldn't be part of a, of a, of a state program, you know, saying that we need to do this, we're going to, so um, so
2: I'd, I'd like to see if we could remove some,
0: just make them teachers again and not, not paperwork.
2: Staying on that education front, a uh, lot of um, concern about the AEA and the future of the AEA mm-hmm. going forward. Uh, go, heading into that, Governor Reynolds has indicated that, that the state is interested in taking a look and, and reviewing the agency at large. Hasn't been any overt saying like, "Hey, we're going to cut funding or we're going to no. r- remove the agency." None of that. Uh, but uh, what what are you guys looking at doing in ref- in regards to the AEA in this upcoming session?
0: Well, it starts with performance, and uh, the I, I've always considered the uh, the core purpose of AEAs in our our modern system uh, to be a special ed. Uh, assistance and uh, specialized uh, personnel for our schools to access uh, so they don't have to have them on on hand and and the the performance hasn't been keeping up with other states. I, I don't have an accusation or a charge to, to do that that's what the numbers are telling us so we're we're we are taking a look at the efficiency of, of tax dollars going there why why are we not keeping up with other states when it comes to uh, uh they're measuring the gap between students who are not receiving special ed and the students receiving special ed are are are, are the folks in the programs keeping up with the general population um, now if if they weren't in, uh, being in a program means that there is a challenge there uh, so you're going to see some type of gap there however it, it should be as small as possible and and in a perfect world you even that out but uh the gap is getting larger in iowa and other states have have succeeded in closing it we're going to look at best best case practices i i'm going to predict Uh, Here, just a week, just days before session starts, that the 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 bottom half, the bottom two thirds of AEA employees are going to see either no change or or more resources coming to them. The top half or top one third are going to see. some in some efficiencies imposed. Uh, we, we believe, we
1: believe efficiencies there's some, meaning,
0: cuts. meaning maybe that maybe there's too many middle managers. Maybe there's too many levels of bureaucracy. Maybe there's uh, just, uh, maybe there's some kingdoms being built. Uh, this is a case where we've never really taken a look at the system. And if you take a generation of people who are their own decision makers, there's no oversight. Um, and And money just keeps coming in. So uh, we we put in uh, two hundred and forty four million dollars last year. They get another two hundred and fifty million from the federal government. Their Their state aid actually goes up with k twelve state supplemental aid. So they have an increasing uh, um, increasing budget uh, with almost no oversight. It, we're going to provide some oversight. There's no target. There's no I, I don't know of a predetermined yeah. end.
1: Oversight kind of meaning more regulation or, or budget
0: <laughs> or, 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 well, something's going to happen to the top third because we're worried they're not doing their job. Uh, they're, they're the ones responsible for the outcome, the performance, mm-hmm. um, more regulation that might be too broad, but but we might tell them a little bit how to how to structure the, the flowchart. And so
2: this is something that is now going to become, I'm, I'm just getting some breaking news on, that's come through that there have been reports of a school shooting in Perry, which is now likely going to become a major issue. I, I have no significant details on mm-hmm. this at all. This is kind of happening now, but this is going to be a conversation that's going to come up in the legislature now, yep. without a doubt. Yep. Um, so moving forward, I mean, just kind of a baseline reaction to, to that news. What an absolute uh, a tragedy. No child should have to
1: go through this. Absolutely. I mean, that—that's just. Yeah, we're just. You, apparently, Nathan, you just got
2: that on your phone. Yeah, right? Just. just ca- I mean, as we were talking, um, that, so I wasn't. I, I will fully admit I was not really listening to what you said there. Enough, no. So. Yeah. No. Uh, and 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 what parent? I mean, what a mm-hmm. what a nightmare. Yeah, but I mean, school safety is a concern. It's been talked about for a long time. I mean, since I was a child, they've talked school safety. Yep. Um, what can the state do on that edge? I mean, just initial reaction to that. Well, last year we tried to provide, uh, uh, and and this
0: this you know we were talking earlier about a potential hot topic to come up during session. Uh, we may have just. The moments ago on live air, we may have just found it. Uh, so what is your
1: inclination out. after hearing that? What, what would My, you think would be reasonable for the state to do? Well, last year we
0: tried to support the two school districts who were, were seeking to allow uh, employees, school employees, to be armed. Uh, we ran into an insurance problem. I, w- I want to see us work our way through that. The, the, the indisputable fact is the easiest way to keep uh, uh, violence down in school is to have some... The easiest way to keep numbers of, of uh, loss down in a school is to have somebody there who can react within seconds. Uh, waiting minutes, uh, tens, dozens, half hour for a reaction to come in and stop it is unacceptable. We've seen that in multiple cases where, where, where the violence continues until somebody, uh, I'm going to use the air quotes, official, comes in to take control the the indisputable fact is if somebody is there to stop it on hand that is going to be better than waiting for waiting for somebody who's not on premises
1: is local law enforcement on board with that i mean some, are any kind of law enforcement agency on board with that some, plan some are uh,
0: nobody's going to take an official position on it but some are that i've talked to but that's all private,
2: personal. I mean, so individual by individual. And, and I mean, this is breaking news. It's We're kind of putting you in a bad yeah, spot to even talk about it. So we'll, once we get done here. This uh, is a belief of mine. I'm, I'm okay talking about yeah, it Yeah. So uh, without preparation. It's just, it's, it's just tragic to hear, not, yes. not the way we typically want to do our news reporting. Absolutely um, not. It seems uh, almost crass to talk about anything else. But one oh. thing that uh, I did want to touch on oh. before we had a chance to was pharmacy benefit managers. Uh, and and how that has gone? A couple sessions back, you guys got kind of a study bill put through to look, get numbers and get some yep. figures. Took a little bit of action last year, but it sounds like this this might be the year that something significant comes along. There there is a chance of that. This is my chance to give uh, our uh, my friend uh, Brian Best, our, the
0: retiring representative, give him the shout out. He's been a leader on this since years before it even became a public issue. He was ahead of the ball on this. Uh, two years ago, we did we we could only get an information a data collection bill through. Uh, uh, due to the, the the high amount of uh, controversy and, and lobbying, uh, it was uh, it was con- if we did something wrong, there was a concern that we would raise people's premiums, health insurance premiums. Um, so we did a data collection bill. We didn't do anything last session because the data had not been collected, and and there was some people trumping at the bit to do it anyway. But we collected the data, and now we're two years, two sessions extra. I hope we do something uh, serious about this. I just. I just believe that we are onto something. Uh, it'd be irresponsible of, for me to just for, to, to just start talking conjecture about what <laughs> I think it is, but I, but, uh, but there is something in the system that is um, allowing enormous profits through every sector of our healthcare system, and at the very same time, increasing health insurance premiums faster than inflation, even in these high inflation times. I, right. There's something going on.
1: Another big topic coming up in elections, I'm sure, because is going to be the heartbeat bill. Uh, they're waiting on the state's uh, supreme court to kind of rule on that but uh, say they come down and they strike that law down are you guys prepared to to pass something that would that would pass according to the state center and and what kind of restrictions would you place on that the the, the energy
0: is to do uh, to do something similar to what we've done um, we we are fighting now about that one that one category um, the, the, i believe the energy is there to do that again um,
1: in other words, propose that this basically it's
0: six weeks. Yes, I mean now now it'd be irresponsible for me to predict until they come out sure. and say what's wrong with it. But but yes, at that level we are. Uh, I I think we still have the energy to do it.
1: Do you, are you are you in favor of exceptions for that?
0: I I'm not myself, but uh, um, but if we have uh, if, if if that's what the legislature comes to, I'm going to support a bill that that protects life.
1: All right. State Senator Jason Schultz once again joining us here this morning. Uh, any any priorities that we didn't hit on that you say think it, are going to be big? or You want to push? Uh, well, uh, it's not uh, so so on the, in the
0: in the universal sense. Uh, we have the boards and commissions out there. We're going to uh, go from 245 boards and commissions. Governor's bill is going to take that down to 140, 135 somewhere in there. I've got that number here, but but uh, it, but and and I don't worry about the actual numbers now because it may change going through legislation. That's going to be a big headline going through early in the session, and. Myself, I am uh, as a state government chair, I am always working on ways to build confidence and a sense of integrity in our election system. Uh, the focus right now, this year, for myself is to look at the voter registration lists and just make sure they're as clean and accurate as possible. And uh, I've worked for six years to get uh, the, the same technology in our welfare applications uh, to make sure you know, just asset checks and, and residents. We'd like to use that that technology for our registration list to make sure that everybody who is on the list, lives here, is alive, uh, you know, just meets the basic. Uh, So uh, uh, we just wanna make that as clean and transparent as possible.
1: Has there been problems with that in the past? Uh,
0: Yes, we have uh, citizen grassroots groups that uh, that go through, they use the national uh, change of address uh, databases, uh, obituaries, uh, you know, people who pass, and they are finding people who just haven't been removed yet. There's no accusations of fraud or people using those, okay. but, uh, but the system, but the people expect the, the registration list is continually maintained and as accurate as we can make it. I think
2: this will be a good move to do that. It's, it's more along the lines of avoiding the near of sin, right? Don't give the opportunity for fraud, even yeah. if it hasn't been used, correct? Yes. yes. If, if it is a legitimate function of government, it
0: should
1: be as efficient and accurate as possible. All right. So introvert. Come on. <laughs> I'm not buying that for a second. Not a chance. Jason Schultz, once again, thank you so much, Jason, for joining us. And uh, and we look forward to hearing you guys uh, and throughout the, the legislative session on what's going on. Thank you for the time on air. Happy New Year. All right. Thanks. And once again, Jason Schultz joining us here this morning on KCIM.